and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 28. And I'm going to run solo again today. I'm talking about um, general, I guess general nutrition in a way, but this subject matter, I've, I've done many a post about this, I've done many a video about this, and I thought this is a great opportunity to get this on the podcast and well, and that is... If it's too good to be true, it usually is. Now, that's the title of today's podcast, but what did that mean? I'm referring to all of the advertised, well-marketed um, products, food products that are available, uh, mo- mostly packaged ones that advertise themselves as low sugar, no sugar, zero carbs, low carbs, all these sorts of things. Uh, zero carbs, I said that, excuse me, because... Nine times out of ten, if this is a, a product that one is packaged, two is advertising the fact that it's low carb, zero carb, uh, low sugar, etc., it is actually incorrect. It is actually containing alcohol sugar. Now, the reason I'm so anti this is because alcohol sugar technically is a carbohydrate, okay? It, it's not classified as one, but it can be seen as one. However, because it is an alcohol sugar and not specifically a carbohydrate, it doesn't have to be declared on the nutritional panel as a carbohydrate. So when you scan the product into MyFitnessPal or you actually read it on the back of the packet, what it says, you know, generally is that it's got, you know, very little carbohydrate. Um, it's got its standard level of protein, however many grams of fat, but the carbohydrate is always, always really, really low. And the reason for this is because the carbs are actually hidden. They're not disclosed on the nutritional panel because they don't have to be. They're actually hidden in the product as an alcohol sugar. Now, I'm going to go through this a little bit more specifically, but an alcohol sugar in general is three grams um, per calorie. So when we work out, uh, oh, sorry, three calories, sorry, per gram. So when we work out um, protein and carbs, it's four. When we work out fat, it's nine. So if you are very specific with your food tracking or you want to make an allowance for certain products that you know have alcohol sugar in them, you need to times it by three. And that will give you coverage in terms of your overall caloric intake. Now, what specifically am I talking about? Well, I've written up a list here and I'm going to go through them because there's so many on the market now given um, packaged food and packaged uh, nutrition is such a big selling factor and particularly when they can advertise it as low carb, low sugar. Like if you didn't know any better, who wouldn't go for that product because you think, oh, I'm eating low carb or zero carb or whatever. You know, it's got to be good for me. Well, in point of fact, it's not and that's a completely separate issue. You know, eating healthy and eating clean are two different things. Eating healthy um, where you think you're eating right because the packaging tells you to? No, incorrect. When in point of fact, you're actually eating a chemical shitstorm full of all sorts of rubbish. Whereas eating clean is whole food, whole grains, um, organic, off the shelf, not in the middle aisles, nothing in a packet, those sort of things. So anyway, back to the so because I could go on for hours about that as well. So tell me, well, don't tell me, but put your hand up or nod if you have seen or even consumed something along these lines. So the Fit Ice Cream or the Fit Pro Ice Cream, Protein Ice Cream with some description. There's plenty of, plenty of products out there. The main one being, uh, I think, Halo Top. Um, there's also a Streets version now. 
um, Fit Pro, uh, what else is there? Pro Yo or Yo Pro, I can't remember. There's plenty of them. So protein ice cream, protein bars. There's so many protein bars now. Quest bars, um, the Aussie Bodies bars. There's so many bars. Protein cookies. Um, what about if you've ever had pancakes and no sugar maple syrup? Have you ever wondered how it can be so sweet and yet have no sugar in it? Like when you sit back and logically think about this, no sugar yet it's still a sweet product. How does that work? Guess what? It's alcohol sugar. There's chemicals in it that make it sweet. Um, in wintertime, have you ever had a no, no sugar hot chocolate? Same thing. It's got alcohol sugar in it to make it sweet. Um, this is a doozy, the, the low carb or zero carb beers and spirits. There's plenty of... Um, Spirits now, like I think there's a vodka and a um, a gin that are that claim to be no carb or no sugar, sorry. And same with uh, low carb beers. There's plenty of low carb beers on the market now. I remember the originals being like Pure Blonde, um, I think Super Dry or, or one of those was also one. But how is alcohol made? It's made with sugar. So how the hell can it be low sugar or no sugar when it contains sugar? Like, it just doesn't make sense. So, uh, now, enter in summer. What do we go for when we're in summer? Ice blocks, Slurpees, all those sorts of things. 7-Eleven have a zero-free Slurpee. Guess what? It's not zero, it's not zero, uh, sugar-free, sorry. It's not sugar-free. Same with, there's a Zupa Dupas. You know, remember the Zupa Dupas? We used to have them as kids. Well, Zupa Dupas now have a sugar-free option. Again, it contains alcohol sugar, so it's technically not sugar-free. They're sugar-free lollies. It's, I was at the, actually at the supermarket about uh, two hours ago doing my uh, my shop, and I saw in the muesli bar section there is a um, uh, well, it's not really a muesli bar. It's like a rice bubble bar, similar to those LCMs you get, but they advertised it as zero or ninety-seven percent sugar-free. So I picked it up and went, oh, maybe this is a good idea for the kids. I read the packet. No way. There's all sorts of alcohol sugars in there. Just another example. It really is frustrating when you don't have any uh, comprehension or nutritional understanding around this sort of thing, which is why I do these posts and this podcast, because it's so easy to be manipulated by mass marketing. It's so easy to be manipulated by clever packaging. Um, when in point of fact, you know, if you're buying muesli bars or ice cream or making pancakes for your kids and you don't know any better, you're effectively giving them a bunch of chemicals because you think you're doing the right thing by making a, in inverted commas, healthy choice. When in point of fact is, it is not healthy, it's actually worse. You're better off going with the full-blown um, normal version, like go with a normal maple syrup. Go with normal Peters or Paul's or Street's full cream ice cream. It's technically better because it's got better dairy content, better sugar content. It's actually cleaner, less chemicals compared to your uh, chemically packed, high protein, zero carb, um, advertised ice cream that in point of fact is a complete bucket of rubbish. So you always need to, one, understand that it's mass marketing and they're being clever. Two, know what how to read the nutritional panel and three always read the ingredients and if there's if there's products in the ingredients that you have no idea what they are you've never heard of them before that's a red flag so i'm going to go through some of the common alcohol sugars that are always listed in the ingredients and that's where you can find if there is an alcohol sugar in something you're going to buy it may not be on the nutritional panel but if you look at the ingredients it has to be listed there because every ingredient in that product has to be listed by law 
Now, some of these I'm going to have trouble pronouncing because they're that's exactly what they are. They're big words. So the most common ones that you'll find are erythritol, sorbitol, dextrose, polydextrose. They're the main ones. So they're the most common ones. Then you've got things like xylitol, which is also relatively common. And then the, the less common ones, but are still worth a mention, and these are the ones I'll have trouble pronouncing, maltitol, mannitol, and isomalt. Now, these are all various forms of alcohol sugars. Now, I'm not going to get into the complexities of why they're different. Um, they just are and, and know that they are. But if you are shopping, you see some advertising or you're getting your kids some food or you're trying to eat healthy and you, you see something that says zero carb, low carb, zero sugar, low sugar, um, read the packaging for starters and then look at the ingredients and identify if there is alcohol sugar in there. Um, nine times out of ten, it won't be declared on the nutritional panel as a carbohydrate or as a sugar. It might be there independently. Sometimes it is, um, but if you scan my fitness pal, it won't pick it up. So you've got to then grab the quantity per serve if it is on the nutritional panel and times that by three to give you your cal calories just for the alcohol sugar. And if you do that and then add up the remaining carbohydrates that are declared, plus the protein, plus the fat, you'll be surprised at how many calories are actually there and how inaccurate the calories on the packet are compared to what you've just calculated. It really does surprise a lot of people. I've done a lot of posts on this over the years because it blows you away at how inaccurate this can be. And when you compare some of these low sugar, no sugar, zero carb products to their normal counterpart, if you look at the, the numbers and actually total all the calories, including the alcohol sugars, the normal counterpart is actually better in terms of calories per serve. Nine times out of 10 it is, and I've done this comparison a number of times. I've done it on beer, I've done it on ice cream, I've done it on protein bars and muesli bars and things like that. It always seems to come up trumps that the normal product, the full fat, full cream, full carb, whatever version is actually cleaner, healthier, and better in terms of cal caloric intake than the one they're trying to disguise and cover up and claim to be low carb, zero carb, etc. So I go back to my original statement. If it's too good to be true, it usually is. So don't get caught up in the mass marketing, in the clever marketing at the end of the aisle, near the register, or there's zero carb, zero protein, uh, not zero protein, zero carb, zero sugar, or low sugar, or low carb. They're primarily the, the taglines that they use, and they have it in big, bold letters across the packaging. Firstly, it's in a packet, so anything packaged is more than likely heavily processed. Number two, if it's strewn across the packaging in big bold letters to catch your eye and then you look at the ingredients and you see erythritol or sorbitol or xylitol in the ingredients, put it down. You know, if your objective, if your goal in life or currently is to lose weight, eat healthier, get more energy, improve your libido, improve your sleep, um, be more productive at work, be more productive at home, be more cl uh, clear and uh, have more clarity uh, with your mind, have more energy throughout the day, then these things matter. You know, you can't be having or over consuming a lot of these chemicals. And if you actually Google a lot of these chemicals and look for side effects, there's a lot of side effects to them, in particular things like diarrhea, um, digestive issues, um, constipation. You know, your body can only process so many chemicals. It's not designed to process 
chemicals. Like these things weren't around 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It was all whole food, natural food, straight off the ground, straight out of the tree or straight from an animal. And now we've got aisles and aisles and aisles of packaged stuff packed with all sorts of crap that the body is not used to eating. And obviously evolution will, will dictate that. And over time, we probably will adapt to more of these chemicals and more of these alcohol sugars. But I know plenty of people that really struggle with it, you know. So it's worthwhile doing your research. And this is what I say all the time. It's worthwhile knowing calories. If your caloric literacy, your cal- your nutritional literacy is at a C plus average, you will pick up on this stuff. If you are stubborn and refuse to take the time to learn about calories, then you're going to consume this stuff thinking you're doing the right thing because you've been sold on mass marketing and clever marketing. So I urge you to learn about calories, learn about carbs, learn about fats, learn about proteins, and learn about alcohol sugars. Then if you are one to flexibly diet, um, do it if it fits your macros, track your own calories, you can allow for some a couple of beers. You can allow for... Um, you know, some ice cream, all these sorts of things because you understand your daily quota. You understand what fits where, how it works, how your body performs based on the food you've consumed. Um, And you don't need to have these low-carb, low-sugar, zero-sugar crap foods that are effectively a packet full of rubbish that serves you no nutritional benefit whatsoever. So that's it for me. I think I've got my message across. If you have any questions about any of this, I haven't identified every uh, single product out there because there's so many of them now in many aisles. A lot of them are in the nutrition aisle, the health food aisle, um, the snacks aisle, things like that. But, you know, ice cream aisle, um, there's all sorts of food floating around that is no sugar, low sugar, zero carb. So if, if it says one of those things, immediately there's a red flag. Investigate it further. Read the ingredients. Read the nutritional panel. Look for those alcohol sugars that are listed. And if it does identify with you as something that is not quite right, and as I said, if it's too good to be true, put it back and look for a whole food option because that's the best approach. If you want a muesli bar, maybe make it yourself or go to a, um, a Whole Foods um, organic market or whatever to get something. If you want some ice cream, again, make it yourself, make some frozen banana ice cream or go with the full cream, non-cleverly marketed version, which in hindsight is actually better for you and uh, less calories anyway. So I think I've made my point about that one. Uh, Thank you very much once again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on uh, iTunes or uh, it's Apple, Apple Podcasts. I'm also on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, and TuneIn Radio. And as I say, oh, and before I finish off, please screenshot this and share it on your stories and tag myself, Paul's Burn Engineering. I really appreciate the fact that people share these on their stories. It certainly gets the word out because all I'm doing is giving up my own time to provide free educational content about nutrition, um, about training, about tips, tricks, um, advice around all those things, which I believe is one of the um, linchpins of someone's success on a health and fitness journey, knowing and educating themselves about the best approach for them. So please share it as I've just said. And as I say to every client every single day, have a great day.